Welcome to On Brand with Donnie Deutsch. I am, of course, Donnie Deutsch, and this is a podcast dedicated to a simple premise that everybody and everything is a brand today. Every company, every product, every athlete, every celebrity, uh, everything is a brand today. Uh, every political party, every politician. We do a couple things on the show. We interview a big personality about their own personal brand, and that drops on Thursdays. And this week, it's the great Piers Morgan, very outspoken, uh, one of the most colorful guys around. You're going to love that. And today on Tuesdays, we drop this. We call it our Brands of the Week. These are the brands shaping the zeitgeist, which brands are up, which brands are down, who's going which way. Let's get right into it. Uh, brand down for polls, because they're so all over the place. I mean, last week, there was a Washington Post ABC poll that had Trump ahead of Biden by 10 points in a head-to-head matchup. And then we have an NBC poll that uh, has them dead even. So we got to just take these polls for what they are. They're snapshots that we, you know, they're, a lot of it has to do with the sample that you take. But it does seem to be consistent in the polls that we are at a, at a, a dead heat. There was one thing in the Washington Post, though, that was very concerning to me. And as I said, that poll's an outlier, but it was still very, very dramatic. That Trump is averaging, and I can't believe this, 20% with black voters and 42% of Hispanic voters. And that's up from 8% of black voters that voted from 2020 and 36 Hispanic voters. So obviously that whole poll is off. But also there was a very positive poll for Biden last week. The ones that really matter are the state polls, where the swing states, because the, the general polls don't matter as much. And he's ahead by nine points in um, New Hampshire. So you really got to keep an eye on the state-by-state polls. But uh, polls in general, we have to look at with a little bit with one, one eyebrow raised. Um, Brandon down for Senator Bob Menendez, uh, New Jersey uh, Senate, Democratic Senator. He was indicted. Um, he was he's the chairman of the Senate's powerful Foreign Relations Committee. Uh, it's the second time he's faced federal corruption-related charges. 39-page indictment uh, says that uh, they seized property in the indictment. They found 480000 in cash stuffed into envelopes and clothes, including jackets with Menendez's name and the Senate seal, 70000 more in his wife's safe deposit box, 100000 worth of gold bars, a $60,000 Mercedes-Benz convertible that was allegedly obtained in the scheme, um, bribery schemes, and he should resign. Uh, and Nancy Pelosi came out today and said it. Uh, you know, the, the Democrats uh, are quick to go after the Republicans when one of their guys, it's time to go, and it's time for Menendez to go. And I say that as a Democrat, but it is what it is. Uh, continued brand out for Ron DeSantis. He's running fourth in New Hampshire polling. As I, as I said earlier, we've got to take a little grain of salt with all our polls. But uh, a new insider advantage poll in New Hampshire finds Donald Trump leading GOP primary field, no surprise, with 42%. Nikki Haley at 14, my man Chris Christie at 10, and Ron DeSantis at 8. Um, Vivek Ramaswamy at 5, Tim Scott at 5, and Doug uh, Bergman at 5. So it's gotten so bad where he's running fourth. He was always the number two guy and wasn't even close. Um the new CNN uh, University of New Hampshire poll shows DeSantis decline. New Hampshire is coming largely from moderate GOP voters. So a continued brand down for Ron DeSantis, probably the worst campaign that's ever been run. Uh, here's the thing we're brand down for trust in the political system. Americans trust in the political system is at new lows, according to a Pew Research Center poll. Four times as many Americans have unfavorable views of both parties today than they do in 2002. Uh, an all-time high with Republicans and Democrats equally on a popular survey found. Trust in government is near a 70-year low with, get this, just 16% of the public saying they trust the federal government at least most of the time. Two in three Americans say they always or often feel exhausted when they think about politics. The top two words they use to describe U.S. politics are divisive and corrupt, no surprise. Um, there is a broad bipartisan agreement on what Americans view as the system's biggest problems. 87% of Republicans and 85% Democrats agree with the idea that politicians of both parties 
are more focused on finding each other than solving problems. I've always said this, that what always comes up in polls is people want voters, people want their politicians to reach across the aisle. You know, any that, that is one of the, the top things they want in their leaders, bipartisanship, and there's no surprise here. And the lack of bipartisanship is the reason that there's so little trust in our political systems. Uh, huge brand up for Taylor Swift for many, many reasons. Now, well, number one, um, she's with Travis Kelsey. How great is that? She was the Chiefs game this last weekend. Uh, gotta love her. But this is really interesting. This is the power of her brand, the power of her. She posted a short message on Instagram encouraging her 272 million uh, Instagram followers uh, to vote. Uh, after the website she directed the fans to, the nonpartisan nonprofit Vote.org recorded more than 35,000 registrations, according to the organization. So that's the power of her brand, particularly with young people. She got one, one hit on Instagram, got 35,000 voters to sign up, young voters to sign up. So she's putting her brand to good use. Good for you, Taylor. Obviously, she's not telling which way to vote, just to vote. And she's obviously, her brand is so white hot and... Here's an example of her putting it to good use. Uh, this is kind of, I don't want to say scary, but I, I, it's important. Brand up for influencers. Influencers are gaining trust, particularly from young consumers. Uh, the shares of Gen Z, Gen Zers and millennials who said they trust social media influencers grew from 51% in 2019 to 61% in 2023. That's incredible. This is really where you, and you look at how the institutions, they don't trust young people, where they do trust is influencers. Um, anybody can be an influencer. Uh, the main characteristics that define people who are influencers or consumers' minds is they post entertaining content or share inspiration. And 51% of influencers Gen Z listed as their favorite were unique. But it is interesting. This is where the big trust factor is happening in these influencers. And these are not people that are vetted uh, as people who won political races or even celebrity, traditional celebrities. Uh, these are people who have just kind of got out and define themselves as influencers and Gen Z and millennials are, are jumping on. Uh, brand up for new mom workers. Where's mom? At the office, according to Axios. Um, the percentage of women who recently gave birth and remained part of the workforce reached a decade plus high watermark last year per new census data. 66.6%, .6%, so literally two-thirds of U.S. women who gave birth in the previous 12 months, were in the labor force as of 2022. That's compared with 66% in 2021 and 61% in 2010. So working moms, two out of three women that had a, a baby last year went right back into the workforce, which is a great thing. Um, brand up for parents, but kind of brand down for every other generation after them. <laughs> Most Americans still rely on their parents for financial support well into adulthood. Researchers from North Carolina State University found that most Americans actually rely on their parents for financial support long past their 18th birthday. Study authors broke down the dependence on children on their parents into six categories. Complete independence. This was only one third of the survey uh, respondents. These are um, children who become financially residentially independent in their late teens or early 20s and retain independence. Then there's independent with transitional support, 20%. Similar to complete independence group, but received some financial support from their parents in their early 20s and early 30s. There's gradual independence, which refers to children who lived at home into their 20s and received significant financial support with that support declining very gradually over time. And there's high to low support, 15%. These are children who lived at home into their 20s and received significant financial support, but that support declined rapidly as they grew older. 
And then there's extended interdependence, it's 10%. Kids who lived at home for extended periods of time and who not only receive financial support from parents, but also provide financial support for parents. So in one way or another, parents are, and I can speak for this, parents are still on the hook. And this is very different than other generations. And uh, so brand up for parents. Brand up for digital tipping. Most Americans leave excessive guilt trip when paying digitally. And this is, you know, when now when servers come up to you and they hand you the electronic device and they're standing there as you fill out the tip, nearly 75% of Americans leave, are, ex are leaving excessively high tips when prompted digitally. Specifically, 73% of U.S. respondents said they leave 3% gratuity at minimum wage prompted by a side of the device, and 65% are giving more in those scenarios as opposed to when they leave cash. Just under one-third of Americans, 31% to be exact, said they feel pressure to pay it forward, a phenomenon currently referred to as guilt tipping. So yeah, when the server's standing right in front of you, when you gotta kinda come up, people are, and good, and that's good. I'm, I'm a good tipper. I do a lot of things wrong in this life. I'm a very generous tipper, uh, and I think it's a good thing that this has happened. Brand up, this is, you're gonna love this one, for working in a truck stop. That they, they did a survey. The number one employer for happy and fulfilled workers is a truck stop convenience store chain. That's right. Uh, the company where workers feel most happy, fulfilled, and stress-free is Love's, the truck stop and convenience store chain. Number one is Love's travel stops and country stores. Number two is HR Block. Number three is Delta. Four is uh, Tata Consultancy Services. Is it Tata or Tata? No, I should know this. Five is Accenture. Six is IBM. 10 is Nike. 11 is Brands. 12 is In-N-Out Burger. 15 is Microsoft. 17 is FedEx. But the number one place where people are happy is a truck stop chain, working at a truck stop convenience store. Interesting. Brand up for game, game shows and reality shows. They will be hitting primetime bigger than ever because of the writing strike, which just ended. But obviously, there was not a lot of new dramas and comedies in the uh, pipeline. Um, there are planned new seasons of CBS's Survivor and The Amazing Race, NBC's The Voice, Fox's Mass Singer, and ABC's Dancing with the Stars, a new Golden Bachelor all due this week. No, I will not be on The Golden Bachelor. That's for it's a 70-year-old bachelor. They did not ask me to be on it. Uh, I'm not 70, but I still would fit that golden criteria. Uh, there'll be new new game shows, Josh Duhamel's CBS Competition Buddy Games, Loteria Loca game show hosted by Jamie Camille also do primetime editions of Let's Make a Deal, The Price is Right, Wheel of Fortune, and Jeopardy. So if primetime broadcast television was not getting dumbed down before the strike, it's going to be getting more dumbed down after the strike. Um, huge brand now for Amazon Prime movies uh, They're gonna and shows. They're going to be putting ads in the movies and shows. I've said this all along. No matter what happens in, in, in the world, whether it's subscription, whether it's cable, whatever happens, the troika of Advertisers having something to sell, a product to sell, and people to buy it. Advertising will always sneak in. So here now on Amazon, you're paying for your subscription service, as whatever your monthly number is that you get. And on top of that, now you're going to be paying for ads. So my old career in advertising always figures out to sneak, sneak in somewhere between the consumer and the advertisers. They get the ads, and the ads always show up one way or another. I love ads, so I'm okay with it, but we're going to still give a brand out to Amazon for it. Uh, Brand up for Tinder VIP dating. Tinder unveils staggering 500 per month VIP subscription tier. Uh, Tinder Select, which was initially launched in 2017, is a free of charge invite only tiered service. Hotties 
towards hotties and celebrities will now cost 6000 a year. The new pay for peer service was offered to less than 1% of Tinder users. Uh, I guess they find exclusive users somehow. They bought the league, which is kind of an, an exclusive dating service. So now for 500 a month, you can move. I don't know what that means. Not on the dating services, but Tinder VIP, Tinder VIP dating, 500 a month. Uh, prenups, brand up, getting more popular than ever. Half of U.S. adults say they're open to signing a prenup, according to Harris Poll. Um, a lot of this has to do with America's getting hitched later in life. And a lot of young people, when they come to the table with nothing, they don't kind of need prenups. But as people bring more to the table on each side, they kind of want to make sure things are protected, which makes sense to me. Uh, brand up for sperm donate or brand down for sperm donations. Prospective parents in need of sperm bank are paying much more as demand soars. Um, it, sperm can be twice as expensive as it was before 2019, often upward of 2,000 were relocates to a single attempt to become pregnant. Sperm banks, in light of the broader acceptance of non-heterosexual parenting arrangements, say they are seeing more clients looking to use donor DNA. Here's an interesting one. Brand up for situationships. Now, what is a situationship? It's a Gen Z has a new type of relationship uh, that could be the future of dating. I want to read the way it's described. Uh, Elizabeth Armstrong, the chair of the University of Michigan Department of Sociology, defines it as thusly. A situationship is an ongoing sexual or romantic liaison that lasts, lasts six months or more that one or both parties don't see as going anywhere. That's a situationship, a new form of, of a relationship where basically it lasts six months, but one or both said, well, this is not going anywhere. We're going to do it anywhere. I'm not quite sure what's the difference between this and friendwoods benefits. Oh, here it is. With friendwoods benefits, there's a kind of implicit understanding that there'll be no hard feelings if it doesn't work out. The, the uh, University of Michigan Department of Sociology uh, woman said, doctor said, but with situationships, I think people are just seeing things, seeing where things go, and and it is what it is. Situationships. I'll try that on my next relationship. I don't think that's going to work. I've yet to meet. I've yet to meet the woman. We'll go, I'm fine with that. Let's lock up for six months. I don't want anything more than that. Uh, we'll see where it goes, and we don't even care where it goes. So a brand up to situationships, I say, tongue in cheek. Uh, brand up for 70th birthdays, and here's why. This is an interesting thing. A study found, a team of international researchers found, that a child's life satisfaction actually decreases between the ages of 9 and 16. So their happiest point is 9, I don't, no surprise, starts to go down during uh, adolescence and doesn't spike up until 70. During the project, study authors examined the subjective well-being over the entire lifespan of 460,000 participants. They studied 443 samples that describe how people feel about themselves during childhood, young adulthood, and eventually old age. Uh, and life satisfaction increased slightly only until the age of 70, where it dropped off again until the age of 96. So 70 seems to be a real happiness number. They stay happy until 96. I don't know. I don't know a lot of happy 95-year-olds, to be honest with you, but that's interesting. So a brand up for people celebrating their 70th birthday. Go figure. Uh, brand out for New Jersey's American Dream Mega Mall. New Jersey's American Dream Mall saw losses quadruple in 2022 on sluggish traffic. Uh, New Jersey's behemoth shopping destination located in the Meadowlands saw its losses quadruple this year to almost a quarter of a billion dollars. It's, it's struggled to attract retail tenants amid second customer traffic expenses soared with a heavy debt load, according to recent filing. Look, the days of these Super Bowls are over. That's not the way young people shop anymore. They certainly aren't going into stores and they're certainly not going into malls. So not a good prognosis for New Jersey's American Dream Mall, more of Americans 
nightmare. Uh, good news, brand up for the Budweiser Clydesdales. Budweiser parent to stop cutting tails off Clydesdales horses after pressure from activists. I did not know this was happening. Uh, Anheuser-Busch said it stopped cutting the tails from its famous Clydesdale horses after months of pressure from animal rights activists who say the practice is cruel. Um, Budweiser owns dozens of Clydesdales, which reside at breweries in St. Louis and have a further, has a further 75 at its Warm Spring Breeding Ranch in Boonville, uh, Missouri. I don't know why they were cutting off the tails, but good news that they're not. Brand up for Monster Cereal. You know, the Monster Cereal, Frankenberries and Count Chocula. Well, for the first time in 35 years, a new monster is joining the breakfast gang. Um, Jeremos told her story in a press release. Carmela Creeper is the long lost cousin of Frankenberry, as well as a zombie DJ with an edgy sound who's always alive for the party. Carmela Creeper, Count Chocula, Frankenberry, and Booberry will join their two discounted friends in a limited time marshmallow filled cereal mashup. And finally, huge news. I had a brand down for Oscar Meyer about four or five months ago because they kind of stopped the Wienermobile. The Wienermobile is back. Oscar Meyer welcomes back the Wienermobile four months after it was rebranded. They had made it, they had called it the Frankmobile. Uh, and now finally announced it was falling back on the original name in a series of Instagram posts. Employees admitted they missed the iconic Wienermobile, which debuted in 1936. So great news. The Wienermobile is back. And sometimes you just got to leave the good enough things as they are. And that's it for our Brands of the Week. Uh, we'll see you next week on our, we'll see you this Thursday for an interview with, with Piers Morgan. And uh, remember to rate, review, and subscribe anywhere you get podcasts, Apple, Spotify, and Sales. Remember to leave your comments. We love hearing from you. We love that you're listening. And have a great week.